0: while making a positive impact in your community.
1: Good morning. This is Robert Fakui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Uh, Happy post-Easter. Hope everyone had a great um, Easter weekend um, and Easter Sunday. And today our topic is Don't Fix Your Weaknesses. (laughs) <laughs> don't fix your weaknesses yeah so i'm again uh here with my co-host eric youn of standout marketing um you know eric we've i think we've always been taught uh, even from young age not just for business but just in general you always work on your weaknesses mm-hmm. so whether it's in school or sports and now work and now as we're talking about for your business we're always trying to do better for our customers and so we try to work on our business and so but today I want to really talk about the fact that uh, don't get too hung up on that. It's really don't focus on yeah. working on your weaknesses so much. So, so Eric, first of all, good morning. I know you were sick over the weekend. So, you, are you how are you feeling right now?
0: Yeah, feeling so much better. I still have a little bit of the body's kind of aching. Got some <laughs> nasal something going on, but I feel so much better than the weekend. So
1: <laughs> that's good. Right, Ready to go. Ready to hit it hard for the on Monday, huh? Ready to hit it for, yep. hard for the week. Alright, yep. cool. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, whenever I help people do business plans, you know, people are always putting, uh, always talking about doing their SWOT analysis. So for those people that don't know what a SWOT is, SWOT is an acronym, S-W-O-T, and it stands for Strength, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. So you list down your strengths and your weaknesses, and you look at some of the potential opportunities there are in the marketplace and also some of the threats that could potentially undermine your business and so, of course, when you look at the weaknesses, we're always thinking about how do we fix those things so that our business can do better. Um, but uh, don't pay so much attention to fixing the weaknesses as opposed to overcoming the weaknesses, right? So, so what do you think about this topic, Eric?
0: Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, yeah, just for a lot of reasons. But I think it just helps, you know, this mentality of not trying to fix the weaknesses. It's It just helps the mentality of staying focused on what you're, what the why of your company, what your company, your business is created to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just helps you to stay focused. And it's not that we don't want to get better at what we're weak at, but I think it's more of a focus and a mentality of mm-hmm. what is, what is really our focus and what are the things that we're aware of.
1: Yeah. And it's really going to, if you really understand what we're going to be talking about here about don't fix your weaknesses, it's really going to help your brand and build a strong brand. And so I like to, I was kind of thinking about uh, maybe using some type of analogy for this morning and thought of a sports analogy and specifically football. So on a football team, uh, football is made up of players that are based on positions that are specialists. Mm -hmm. So think about an offensive lineman to a quarterback, to a running back, to a wide receiver. They all have a specific function and a duty. And so linemen, you know, are known to be slow. They're not necessarily fast like a wide receiver or a running back. And so they're not expected to be running a, you know, a four-second 40-yard dash, right? But they are expected to be strong, so to protect the quarterback and to open up holes for the running backs, right? And then conversely, the quarterbacks, they're not necessarily uh, thought to be quick as well or they're not expected to be that fast, but throwing with speed and accuracy – is huge so just like a business in any industry when you think about restaurant industry or fashion industry or in cars or shoes i mean you name it that there are a lot of different companies within an industry and the good ones are really specialists they're really known for one one thing so for a restaurant you can't you know I mean, some restaurants try to put down a, a wide variety of menu that appeals to everybody, but the, the great restaurants are those ones that specialize in whether it's Italian food or French food or Japanese food. You know, you know what you're going to get. Um, and just like even in, in shoes, specializing in, in athletics shoes versus fashion. Right? So, so within an industry, you've got to know that you know, the ones that do the best are the ones that are really known to be really good at something as opposed right. to being just mediocre in a lot of things, right? So what do you think
0: right. about that, Eric? Yeah, totally. I think the sports analogy is great. Like, I was just thinking when you're talking, imagine if, you know, Shaq uh, let all the noise of, dang, he sucks at free throws. Imagine if he let that get to him, and he just started saying, okay, I'm going to switch up my game and just work on free throws, because everyone's saying I suck at free throws, right? <laughs> and that was a he- that was like a loud uh, weakness that he had, because so much of the media was covering on it. Like, they coined a term called Hack-A-Shaq, Right. which is a strategy based on people who suck at free throws, you know, and th- his name is in that. And so that's a really loud weakness that I feel like if you're not focused, you'll let that get to you and you might change up your game plan. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, instead, but now we know him as, as loud as that weakness was, we don't know him because he, he was, he was bad at free throws, but he was one of the biggest or the best big man, you know, he kills it in the paint, you know? And so that's what he's known for because that's, you know, that he knew that that was a strength. that's that's what he's going to build on and he can lean on his teammates for his weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So for those things, I think it's, it's good to be aware. I mean, it's, I I know like he changed up some of his practice where he practiced free throws more, but his focus was still, I'm a big man. And that's what I'm supposed to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's some things you just can't become better at sometimes, or I mean, really as good as I guess people's expectations. Mm -hmm. And so I think he raised up a good point about listening to, good counsel is because, you know, a lot of people always have friends or colleagues that are willing to give advice and they say, Oh, you should do this or you should do that in your business, or you should market this. So you should put, bring in this product or this service or whatever. Um, but then if you start to build a product and service line that is so diverse that how can you really be good at everything?
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And so um, a lot of times, business will bring in products because it's going to increase their potential top line, potential revenue because um, it's a good seller. It's very popular or whatever, but if it doesn't fit your brand of what you're trying to accomplish and the message you're trying to create, um, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. Right. I I think I've used this example before. I have a dry cleaner that I go to and then all of a sudden, you know, they're selling um, those phone cards (laughs) and stuff. And, you know, next thing you know, they're selling um, different, Little products on their on their counter, and you're just like, oh, that's weird. Why would I buy a phone card from a <laughs> from a dry cleaner, right? And the next thing you know, and then they don't do that anymore. But um, they tried to just because they they want to diversify themselves and earn a little bit more money, bring in more revenue. Um, they bring these other products in, but it doesn't make sense to their brand, and uh, and you don't trust that anyway because that's not what they're known for. Yeah. Right? So they're known for being a dry cleaner. Just being a, just be a good dry cleaner. And work on that strength of just being a good dry cleaner. So, if the business isn't doing well. It may not. It may be because just your core, um, uh, just your, your core product or service line just just needs to be fixed. Just needs to be adjusted, as opposed to fixing some kind of weakness or bringing in other different products and services. But just right. fix the stuff that you already got.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing too is I know even for my business, um, you know, we, we focus on. Uh, the design and content creation, visual production, and things like that. But one thing that um, that that we don't do a lot of is SEO. And there was a comp- there was a a, a company of business who came to me, and uh, he was asking if I do you know what what kind of stuff I do with web. And I was telling him what I do, and he's like, "Oh, I need some um, some help in SEO." And so I just told him I was like, "Well, that's not um, we do basic SEO. We set it up, but." we don't do a lot of the advanced stuff. And so, but I knew, I know that that was uh, not one of my strong points, but you know, I have a, where I'm weak at, I know people that can fill in on those gaps and they're not part mm-hmm. of my business, but I'll just refer them to my friends who are really good at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, Hey, here's my friend's number. who really kills it at SEO. And so I just contact him. And then, so he contacted him and that was working well. And then, so next thing I know, he calls me and say, Hey, like, you know, what do you do again? Because I want to maybe work with you. And, you know some social media stuff and i was yeah. like oh yeah that's what i do and so um i think even in that it does help your brand to so you even be aware of your weakness and if you can't you know fix it you know at least be able to point your clients so that you know whoever you're helping out you know in a different direction and help mm-hmm. still build the relationship right and it builds mm-hmm. a trust and they can mm-hmm. say oh he was honest enough to say that's not what he really what he does mm-hmm. you know and so
1: yeah, and you can collaborate with that person, too, the person that does SEO. Totally. And so, um, yeah, no, it's great to, to know your strength because, one, you don't want to try and do oh, basically overpromise and under-deliver to your customer. And yeah. so you say, oh, yeah, I can do it because, you, you know, it can generate some income, but then if you don't deliver well, it's going to actually hurt your brand. And so that person that is now coming back to you because, hey, you're honest and you referred them to somebody good, he's going to trust you when you tell them, this is what I do, and this is what I do well. And so they'll say, "Okay, hey, let's do that. Let's let, mm-hmm. let me work with you on that." As opposed to too many times we say yes too often, and it, it really hurts us. You know, we right. in business, a lot of small businesses they they're afraid to lose customers, so they just say yes. They, right. they just say yes to everything, and they try to do mm-hmm. everything. They try to provide all the products and services that their customers may need, <laughs> um, but then they just dilute their brand. Um, they just become. Good at a lot of things, but not great at any one thing. So it's just like that saying, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the jack of all trades, but the master of none. You know, what do you want to be? Do you want to be the jack of all trades that provide a lot of good services? Or do you want to be the master of something that provides great service at something specific that you're really, really good at? Um, So some examples of businesses I've seen that are probably working on their weaknesses too much or trying to do too much. uh, One is McDonald's you know, they've really changed. I mean, they're they're really known as just providing good quality hamburgers back in the day um, at a fast, efficient, and consistent service, right? It was really about fast.
0: service and clean bathrooms. Yeah, (laughs) it was really about fast (laughs) and consistency.
1: You know, they had a nice, a good production line and they really revolutionized kind of the fast food industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But now they're kind of going into this cafe style, offering, you know, lattes and, um, right. Also, they have, uh, you know, now they're gourmet burgers and build your burgers and all that. And it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of going away. And now even they're doing table service. So it's really going away from their core brand of what they were right. really built and was really well known for. Uh, now yeah. they're trying to get some of the customer base that they were, you know, feel like they're losing to other types of gourmet uh, burger places or whatever. And so, but they're starting to really dilute themselves. And it's like, okay, what is McDonald's anymore? Right. Um, JC Penney's is the same way. They were really, they were really specialized. They really started as kind of a, uh, a, a place, um, a retailer for big and tall men. And uh, really were specialized in something. And now they just have, you know, now they're just trying to appeal to everybody. And so yeah. now we're just like, you know, what is JC Penney's? You know, what stands yeah. out, but why do you go there? You're, they're just really known yeah. for just being cheap. <laughs> right? yeah. or not, they're not that's even known right. for being yeah. the, the cheapest. They're just known for just being cheap, but they're not, they're just kind of, there's really no differentiation. So you were going to say yeah. something?
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Because I think just, I think to JCPenney um, at the mall uh, in our town, I think it just went out of business. Um, so I'm just wondering if, you know, some of these changes are kind of, you know, like you, like you're saying, they're hurting them
1: but yeah yeah that that was that, yeah. that been going on over the years they just kind of really just lost their their way they lost their brand they lost their focus yeah. as you would say
0: here's a question i have though like uh regarding mcdonald's do you feel like it's like a response to um just the way these people are changing and people's values are changing you know um just with you know like like all, a lot of the documentaries coming out and people a little more serious about their health and how you know, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll grow in patience. You know, if it means I'm going to get a little healthier and mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of community is growing and that's a, a bigger message nowadays. So do you feel like it's, you know, in a response to that? something
1: Absolutely. They're responding, <clears throat> they're responding to it. But I think it's to your point you made earlier about, you know, be careful what you're listening to
0: mm-hmm. because,
1: you know, on the flip side of McDonald's in and out has not changed. I mean, they're just mm. burgers, right? And their, their menu mm. is still the same burgers. It's a burger with cheese or without cheese. And then you just ask if you want grilled onions or not, you know, but it's just a burger. It's a hamburger. Right. You got hamburger and fries and Cokes and then milkshakes. But it's a very simple menu that really yeah. hasn't changed. But you look and their lines are still out the door. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes, there is a move to healthy, but there's also people that just don't want to get a burger. Yeah, (laughs) You know, yeah, Yeah, I know I'm not, I know, regardless of what, how In-N-Out may say, you know, they're healthy or whatever, or, you know, they try to be healthy with the kind of oils that they use for deep frying their fries and all that kind of stuff. The fact of the matter, it's still a hamburger. Um, So McDonald's is still a hamburger. Uh, We don't go, I don't go to In-N-Out to lose weight. I don't go to McDonald's expecting to get a healthy meal, but that's not what I'm there for. So there's still, yes, do people still want to eat healthy? Yes. But do still people still want to just indulge every once in a while and get a hamburger? Yes.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: right? And so, um, you know, there's even a thing that was cracking me up. Um, I was reading the business section about McDonald's, speaking of McDonald's, about the Valley meal, and they were taking the, um, I don't know what I'm thinking, I think it's the cheeseburger out of the Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. And it's not no longer a selection Or option in a happy meal. It's got to be more healthy selections, right? And so, and I'm like, what? Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) You're
1: going to McDonald's, you're walking into McDonald's. Yeah. And so now, in my happy meal for my kid, a cheeseburger is no longer an option. Right, right. (laughs) It's like, how does this make (laughs) sense? But yet, the adult, Mm-hmm. What are they going to order? <laughs> right? they're going to order. Yeah. So like, the whole thing makes no sense. And I was like, "What? They're trying to create this healthier uh-huh. version. Of healthy. I mean, it's like. Re- so, it's like. Going- again, they're responding to people demanding our healthier options. Right. And I said, "Look, if you want healthier options, just don't go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. As an right. adult, I'm taking my kid anyway. I have the option and the choice. To go to McDonald's, or I can go to some place that has what I feel is a healthier options, as opposed to going to mm-hmm. McDonald's expecting them to deliver healthier options to my kids. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that's not what McDonald's does, and they can yeah. try all they want to provide healthier options, but it's not going to be the same.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so, so, anyways, that just that thing just kind of drove me nuts. I was like, "What? What, what are we what are you doing?" <laughs> so, anyways,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, to your to your question, um, are they are they listening and are they responding to these issues and these different trends? Absolutely, but should they be? I don't think so because there's a lot of other um, restaurants and fast food and burger joints in their industry that are not responding to oh. it like that but mm-hmm. are still doing well. You know, five guys in and out. There's a lot of other burger joints that still are staying to their core, staying to their brand and just sticking it out because there's still people that still just want to get a burger.
0: Right.
1: Without worrying about the health issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know it's not healthy, right? If you eat it every day, you know, it's not, but a hamburger every now and then is not going to kill you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's yeah. like
0: I mean so many of the McDonald's that people go to are just on the freeway too so it's you know it's really I mean when you're when you're on the drive you're not really looking for the best quality you're really time and speed is your most important value and so yeah yeah so yeah makes total sense
1: yeah Got to go back go to back to your course like what are you known for and right. understand who your customer base really is and just go after them because now what happens when you do these things, when you start to dilute your brand, you start to lose your loyal customers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think, uh, so uh, Coke did the same thing with the new Coke years ago, decades ago. Yeah. They're trying to compete a little bit more heavily with Pepsi, try to get some more of the Pepsi customers. And so reformulated their 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 Coke to taste and be a little bit more on the sweeter side like they felt Pepsi was mm-hmm. to try and get some of there. And so what happened was though, they lost their loyal customers. Right. And so because they're trying to do much and work on their weaknesses, <laughs> right? They're trying to work on their weaknesses. Oh, they weren't as sweet as Pepsi. You know, it's kind of looking at the the competition and say, oh, um, they, they're better than us in this area. So let's fix it and let's be more like them. Well, then yeah. you, you So you gravitate towards them and then you lose your core customers. So yeah, yeah don't fix your weaknesses because you never know what you're going to get. Most likely what happens is you lose your core customers mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to work on your strengths. Build upon that. Make your brand stronger by working on your strengths more. Um, and then you'll get more, not just keep your core customers happy, but you're going to get others that, maybe didn't realize, Hey, didn't realize what they're missing. And so yeah. because of word of mouth, because your core customers are going to be, be really promoting you, right? Oh, you got go right. to you gotta go to In and Out, You got to go to five guys. You got to go to Chick-fil-A. You got to yeah. go, you, know, you name it. Right.
0: Yeah. And a word that keeps coming to mind too. Uh, that's really important in all this is I feel like it's the word to me. That's just keeps popping out as being unapologetic, I you know? know you. And I think that's just one huge thing because, um, I think people people like to follow, uh, you know, just confidence and boldness, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's in the wrong right direction, like people <laughs> are just attracted by confidence and boldness, you know? and That's true. If you really know why you're doing what you're doing and you just focused on it and you create a brand around that and, you know, not listen to the naysayers and things like that, someone's going to follow you and it's going to create some noise you know, mm-hmm. if you're just confident about it and bold about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why even we like to talk about Apple a lot because I mean, there's a reason we talk about Apple a lot, right? Because of their amazing branding. And, but, um, a huge thing about them is that they're an un- unapologetic, like they'll be like, we'll charge a hundred dollars for a charger. And we're not even going to tell you why. Um, <laughs> like, we're not even going to say sorry or give you an explanation. We're just yeah. going to do it because yeah. we believe in our quality and, you know, like it's like the curvature of something and we believe that that is worth $50 mm-hmm. and you're going to believe that too, you know, and, and people do believe it. And I think a lot of it is just because they don't say sorry and they don't try to, you know, over-explain what or why they're doing. It's just, they just exude that boldness and confidence, Yeah, you know, yeah. just with everything they do. So no,
1: that's, that's good. I think it's a great way to end is uh, be unapologetic. Um, yeah. it's Totally true. Is that uh, you can't apologize for who you are. And right. you can't just try and fix everything just because people are demanding it. Right. right. You got to be, you got to stick to, I mean, there's, I mean, there is a line. You have to be smart. You have to understand, well, if, if we fix this, does it really strengthen our brand? Does it This is strengthen our strengths? Basically, right. Right. So some you know, customers can be helpful, you know, when you're listening to them, but you got to understand how that impacts the strength of your brand. Mm-hmm. And so some things it will dilute it. Some things, Will strengthen it. So that's just Mm -hmm. what you have to understand. So, but yeah, absolutely. Be unapologetic, know who you are and just be good at that. And you don't have to try and be um, good at everything and you don't have to try to appeal to everybody's needs. I think is is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, hey, Eric, this is... uh, A lot of fun. It was a great topic.
0: Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure
1: quite exactly where it was going to go, but I think we had a great conversation and I think it's going to help a lot of people, uh, a lot of businesses out there, strengthen their brand. So Mm -hmm. thank you again for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening in once again to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have a business question or topic that you'd like to hear more about, email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61businessdevelopment.com, or go right to the Facebook page if you're not already on it. The Facebook page is Purpose and Profitability, and you can just type in your comments or suggestions right there in the post. So tune in again next week as we go live again. Thank you again for listening. This is Robert Fakui, and remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great week.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.